Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. And in the, the program today, what we want to talk about is the things that are facing California. And all of you, hopefully, that are listening and watching us right now are going to go to the ballot box in November. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is talk about the propositions that are facing California and give you at least some information that you will make a better choice when you go to the ballot box. Um, Jeremiah, I mean, we've had a chance to kind of look at these propositions and you've actually dug pretty deep into actually some of the funding of this. And uh, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, to get the kind of context that most people know, California has a uh, proposition system where rather than just going through the legislature, we can go straight to the people. Yeah, and I think when they first started, this was a great idea. Um, you know, let, let's get the people's voices of something that the legislature maybe isn't proposing, but people can vote on. Um, and since then, you know, California history, we've had all sorts of things come on the propositions. Right. Some have been ridiculous. Some have been great. You know, I, I, there's probably a mixed bag of items, but obviously it's interesting, the stuff that, that, that gets to the people. And some of it we have, you know, strong opinions on. Most people have thoughts on other items. I don't know that we or anyone else really knows or cares and I think, about. Yeah, these and I items. think the common issue is that you look at a proposition and most people read through it, at least in the, you know, the the summary, and they really don't know how they should vote on it. I right. mean, there's there's obviously critical money that's being put into these things, and you always always my question is who's going to benefit and why are they asking for this yeah, information? Right. right. Who's funding it? I think is a huge question. We'll we'll talk through that a little bit. The other thing that's interesting, it makes California kind of a patchwork of, you know, we'd have a, a, you know, say a master plan, but there's, there's thoughts where we're heading as a country or as a state, how we're developing, but then you get a proposition tossed in there. And what do you do? For for example, there's two propositions on relating to online sports betting. Okay. Uh, well, I guess sports betting. Yeah, man, the, the television ads are just, oh, there's a lot of money. My goodness, these. everything. But there's just a comment. If both of these pass, if they both get approved, well, what now? Right. One says, you know, certain companies can work this way to get licenses. Others say it's only tribal casinos that get licenses. You know, there'd be a conflict and right. it'd be a, a patchwork if they both pass. If one passes, then we'll we'll know which way we're going. But it's just unique in the sense that, you know, there, there are alternative options that are that they conflict with each other. And if they both pass, they both become law until some court kind of sorted them out. And these are Proposition 26 and 27. Yeah. Well, why don't, we, why don't we start there? 26 and 27. So Proposition 26... Uh, basically allows tribal casinos, so um, Native American casinos, to start including sports betting, as well as add some dice and card games like poker and roulette, things like that. Um, currently, most casinos can do slot machines, and they're kind of limited there. And California currently has zero online sports betting yeah, or in person. Since, since I don't gamble, I didn't even know that yeah. until I read through this. So that that'd be a change. So at, at race, I think it's uh, racetracks, uh, horse racetracks, as as well as um, you know that that kind of sport betting is is per- currently permitted. However, this would allow tribal casinos to, to pick up the football game and, the, and the, the baseball game, things like that. Basically more Vegas style, I guess. I yeah. don't know. So that's Prop 26. It's interesting looking at these. The, the tribal casinos have put $59 million into funding this, saying, okay. yes, we so want they this. They clearly want it. They want it, yeah. It would give them the control of this. They could contract with others to actually facilitate, but they would have the control of that. 
um, the regular casinos have had 44 million saying no. No, we don't want people to go there. We want them to come to. So, who are the regular casinos? I mean, we're talking about Vegas casinos. I, I think so. It didn't. It was going through. It wasn't saying who exactly, but huh. I think it's trying to pull right now people who might drive to Vegas, people who might go to other um, options, probably outside of California. I mean, to your comment, um, but the travel casinos are saying we want to stay here. So it, it's a high dollar race. So then that's uh, twenty six. You get to twenty seven, and this is not necessarily related to travel casinos. This is just online gambling in general. Hmm. And so there's some major players here. One's called DraftKings. One's called FanDuel. Okay, these are the, these are the internet uh, internet yeah. based app based um, major players in this space. Um, and so for what this would do is it would allow some of these big players to pay a license fee to be to provide online sports betting in California. Like DraftKings would pay a license fee, right? Yep, to the state of California. And right now it's like $100 million. That, wow. That's what the legislation says. You pay a $100 million licensing fee and you get to have a license there in California. There must be a huge amount of profit in these things. Huge, massive. And I think that's why the money is, is flowing in. So some of the criticism is saying, well, it's not like small players are going to exist in California. It's going to be you know national size. And there's some other requirements that they're in multiple states, these big players. Uh, DraftKings, FanDuel. So on the yes side, there's been $170 million pushed into this. Oh, Yeah. So you know, nearly three times of what the other one was uh, pushed in. Uh, on the flip side, you have tribal casinos who are saying, no, 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 don't give it to them. Give it to us. Let right. us run it. And they've put $180 million into saying no. This is this a big one. bet on both sides. This is, this is one. So there must be a lot of money behind this. So it, it's interesting, I find, is that 27... Um, they've pushed a lot to say, well, this is going to help homeless. We're going to take that $100 million licensing fee. I hate it. I hate this. I hate this. Right. They they, they take something and say, we're going to use this to plug this hole. Uh, so you the, feel guilty if you don't vote for it because you're yeah. saying I'm against the homeless. I'm against the homeless, right. And the, on the similar side, the, the tribal casinos, they've said, well, it's not just the tribal casinos that are participating and running the the the, the bookings or the, the the betting it's also there's money in there for casinos that aren't or tribal lands that right. aren't and so one says you know do you want to help support native american lands do you want to help support the homeless yeah they're trying to make it about that when really it's all about can we bring online gambling into right. california right. um yeah i struggle with that as well and the, the part that we were talking about yesterday and you had more numbers on this than i did but the the homeless in california i think California last we have twenty eight percent of the entire United States population of homelessness, homeless people in, in California. California. And I looked it up, and we have twelve percent of the regular population. So California is twelve percent of the country. That's that's our population size. But you're saying we have twenty eight percent of the homeless population. So over double what we you know proportionally would have. Right. Um, and part and, of it, and I think we drive around anywhere you go in Southern California. I, I think I don't know any part of California. You see homelessness and yep. you see the, and again, one of the, again, not part of the propositions, but we've lost 352 corporate headquarters mm. since 19, since 2018. Mm -hmm. And they've moved out of the state of California because now, again, I come back to the homeless, you know, the relationship to that. Those, a lot of those are manual jobs. Mm. Those are manufacturing. Those are assembly, those things like that. And the homeless people don't have the ability to follow those jobs to some other state, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, if you have a, low, a, a, a kind of a minimum wage job, you may not be able to get up and move to Texas. Exactly. You're just now exactly. here and the factory left. So now yeah. there's a thousand extra people in this community that don't have work. Housing prices in California, as everyone knows, they continue to go up. Um, and it's, it's a problem. It's a real problem. And I think what I struggle with, I know that you struggle with, is that sometimes our state, um, and I'll separate, I think, the the Sacramento politicians from people who are doing really, really good work right. in their local communities. 
Um, but the time is a lot of times I feel like the state of California, the government says, just throw more money at it. If we just have more programs, more money, it'll be better. And that would help. Absolutely. But it's money to the programs that are actually making a difference. How, how's it, how's it being used? I mean, how's it being yes. implemented yeah. and these propositions? I mean, I kind of divide them between social and economic, mm. and it seems like most of the propositions have a social bent to them. It's one of the complaints I hear from teachers is that they now have to incorporate all this social aspect in teaching rather than mm-hmm. just teaching what I what they prefer to call the rudimentary aspects of education, yeah. you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. But now there's this other aspect. And I and I get this kind of this overview of these propositions that they're kind of pushing a social agenda. Sure. And with 26 and 27, you know, ultimately these are saying, should we have online or should we have sports betting in California? Right. And that's that's the question. But there, the, you said the, the social issues of, you know, is this a way to help homelessness? I don't know that, Cal, I, I don't feel like California is short on money. You right. know, we have had, we have high taxes and we have, uh, you know, we had a surplus this last year of resources, but we have so many pigeonholed, you know, um, bits of our budget as mm-hmm. a state that it, it's hard to, to fund the right things. And I, I, I don't know if these fix it. So both of these, I mean, I, I think we're probably on the same page with these, but I don't think including gambling in California is going to be useful for Californians. Right. I think to say, well, it's going to give us money. Well, it's going to help the homeless. Well, it's going to help, you know, tribal lands. Sure, maybe. But I don't think that, you know, that the first step, you know, should we make um, gambling, uh, sports gambling legal in California? I don't think it's a useful thing for us. And the reason this all came about, which I think a lot of people know, is that there was a federal ban on this. And the federal oh, ban really? was, okay. was lifted all right. uh, by the Supreme Court. They lifted this federal ban, left it up to the states. And so now each states are deciding do we want to have sports betting in our state? And uh, I don't think we're quite to half, but I think just under half have uh, said yes. And okay. so, you know, patchwork across the country of saying yes, yes, yes. I, I think it's hard for them to walk away from the money. Probably. I, I think the Especially money- Especially someone is... like DraftKings and FanDuel that says, yeah, $100 million right. licensing fee every year in perpetuity, we'll pay that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, you're right, that's a hard one. I don't know what other states, how they've structured this, but that'd be a hard one. So kind of moving, I like your comment on kind of the, the finance aspect of it. A lot of these are social. There's one that I think melds the two so well <laughs> uh, is, is Proposition 30. Um, it's what people are calling the wealth tax. Right. It's saying anyone who earns more than 200 to $2 million in $2 a million year. $2 million a year in income. That's taxable income, by the way. Taxable income. That they have a, a, basically a surtax that goes on top of that. Um, and that that is going that surtax to- is what? 1.75% on top. On top. Yeah. 1.7. Was it 1.75? 1.75 of personal income. income tax. So that goes up. And what they're saying is that, that money they want to use for rebates for electric vehicles, as well as building electric vehicle infrastructure. So those, those it's a social and an economic, right? They're saying, we want a social idea. We want EVs. We want to, to fund this. We want to make it affordable for people. We want the infrastructure. Who's going to pay for it? Well, let's not raise taxes. Nobody likes that. Let's, oh, let's soak the, you know, let's pick these people. <laughs> let's, let's go after the wealthy. And I think a lot of folks say, well, if they're making $2 million a year, I don't care. They can pay more. And where I see this, and there's a lot of places this I'm sure comes out, but where I see it is not people who make $2 million every, every, every year. It's where I see this is people who are small business owners who sell their business. Right. And they're making $3 million, which is a lot. They're making one a time. lot of money. Yeah. In that one year, that's the only year they're going to make it. And California, currently, you have to pay your normal tax, which is you know, roughly 9%. They already have a millionaire's tax. They already have a, I think it's a right. 1.2% increase right. on it. Well, after you get over two million, you have another piece. So, if someone sells their their business, they've worked hard, they've built it up, they're ready to retire. They sell it for three million dollars. In a lot of people's mind, three million dollars, I'm retired. This is great. But the reality is, I mean, 
it depends on everyone's situation, but you may be walking away on a $3 million sale of a business uh, with 1.5 after all your taxes. You may have to pay off some working debt. Mm -hmm. So say you have $500,000 of loans in the business, you pay those off, you pay your taxes, you're looking at maybe a million bucks of selling your business. And in California, for a lot of folks, that's not you know, never work again. I'm retired. Money. Yeah. And this contributes to the migration. The more you tax mm. people that have the ability to move, they're moving and they're clearly they're voting with their feet because they're moving to other states that are more tax friendly. Right. And it's not a matter of being patriotic. It's a matter of saying, I, I, why would I do business here? So it goes back to why corporations are leaving because yeah. the tax and the burden in California is beginning. And again, I would go back to the the person who is the average wage earner Gasoline prices are bridging close to $6 a gallon. Mm. You go outside the state of California and gasoline prices are are measurably less. Yeah. Now they've talked about reducing and giving back the, you know, the tax that the search act tax that they give on gasoline. And yet we haven't seen any of those actions. We have right. not seen any of those actions. And again, I think a lot of the money that goes towards these things, they talk about homelessness, they talk about these other things, but the money is truly not being used in the key areas. And they're pushing forward a for the EVs, like for yep. electric vehicles, they're pushing forward that agenda ahead of time. And Californians are paying a big, heavy price for that right now. Yeah. And we'll continue to. And it'll be interesting if you say the, the wealth tax prop 30, if this were to pass um, and go forward, how many small businesses will will leave the state? Right. Um, either because they can't operate here, their employees, you know, can't live off, you know, a normal wage here. Um, even before a sale, you know, they move out and they sell their business after they lived in Texas for three years, right? You know, go through that process, and then they live the rest of their lives in Texas, right? Paying taxes in Texas, and I think it's a real, um, you know, for, for people who make two million dollars every year, maybe it's a different story. I don't know, right. but for people who are going through those once in a lifetime sell your business moments, I, I I hear the story and I see a lot where people will leave the state, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I think again, going back to homelessness, I mean. Newton, uh, uh, Governor Newsom come out with a kind of a Marshall plan, they called it. And he wanted to create low income housing for three and a half million homeless people. He wanted because we're way we're way behind on affordable housing. Mm -hmm. And yet that has fallen flat because the, the rules and regulations have overwhelmed the cost. Mm -hmm. And to come to build a affordable housing it's virtually impossible for developers to do that. Right. I mean, it, some of the quotes I had heard where they're saying, we're going to build, build affordable housing and each unit, I think the one I heard, I don't remember the exact number, but I thought it was a million dollars a unit. Yeah. Well, they're building well, this, this, and it was just ridiculous that that is the best we could do for affordable housing in California. And, and that's that's scary because you talk about equality and trying to get people integrated into some kind of lifestyle that makes sense so they can afford to live here. Yeah. So you look at housing costs and you look, and again, these propositions, you know, that doesn't necessarily deal with the individual propositions, but I come back to, you know, what what do I feel more comfortable with is if the propositions would really reduce the cost of doing just living in California. Yeah. And I don't see that. I see all these propositions mm. as increasing the cost. And then the social aspect of gambling, I, I'm sorry, I just I just don't I just don't think that's a positive for our yeah, economy. Useful for us. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, you can catch us after that. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. 
He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Retirement Unlimited. So we've been talking about propositions. We made it through a few of the economic ones. I think this one's interesting, uh, partly because I, I, my understanding is it's the third time we've seen it. Yeah. So this is Prop 29 uh, that's coming up in the November election. It's dialysis regulation. I see ads for this constantly. This is kind of a-, a It's kind of like gambling. It just seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big fight. There's a lot of money going in. The, uh, you know, kind of understanding the players, there's a, there's a basically a union group that is trying S-S-E-I-U. to- S-E-I-U. Yeah, S-E-I-U. Yep, S-E-I-U-S. They are trying to, you know, for their- kind comments, protect workers and protect patients is their statement. They've spent, it looks like $7.8 million in this ad. The no is DeVita, which is a large company, uh, uh, Franzi's, I forgot how you say that, but it's, it, they're both providers, they're both dialysis providers, big uh, corporations. They spent 86 million. To, to 86 this. million. 86 million. And so it's, it's an, it's uneven fight. This is lost twice. And, and it's got brought back a third time. So they're resilient <laughs> in trying to do this. And I have a hard time knowing the truth, uh, candidly. You know, I don't, I've not gone through dialysis. And I don't have anyone close to me that's going through dialysis currently. I've had some in the past, but none currently. And so, you know, whether that is a unsafe, um, horrible working conditions type environment, or if it's really convenient to have a, uh, a clinic that they can go to. The big issue here is that they want to have doctors on site or registered nurses on site to kind of limit, in my understanding, the proliferation of, of sites. They say these either need to be increased to have more medical supervision. It seems to me that it's a, it's a uh, target to unionize those employees. And to unionize those employees, they're going to have more control over wages and conditions and things like that. Yeah. The question is, I, you know, um, I've known some people who have gone through dialysis. I've never had anybody complain that they weren't getting the service and or the, you know, the delivery of the drugs. Yeah, safe necessary. treatment or that yeah. employees are having to work 15-hour days. And I don't I don't know. And people that are listening probably know better than we do of that industry. Um, but it, similar, I've, I've not heard that this is an unsafe or right. horrible place to work. Now, I can't imagine that somebody, if you walked into a dialysis, I mean, because if you're on Medicare or any kind of medical insurance, it'll pay for your dialysis. So if you're not getting the care and the treatment that you feel is is appropriate, you can go someplace else. Yeah. I would think that it has some competitive aspects to it. At least I know in Southern California, mm-hmm. there's many dialysis clinics. Yeah. And I don't know how, how much of the same brand or how right. much they're different. And that, that'd be an interesting discussion. Um, but another issue with dialysis is that it's my understanding it's a, it's a repetitive process. You have to be right. there for eight hours a day for the blood transfusion. And you have to go either weekly or monthly. So it's a regular process. So someone who lives, say, two hours away from a clinic will have uh, some difficulty, you know, getting right. there, getting back. Whereas if there's one you know, within 20, 30 minutes of you, I say it's useful. So I, I just think part of this is interesting that, one, I'm not highly educated on this or don't have a lot of experience with this, but it's a third time. And so it keeps getting defeated. However, there's enough interest. And that's part of our proposition system, I guess. You know, if you just can bring get, it back. Yeah. You you can get, get enough votes. signatures to get it on the ballot, you can keep bringing it on the ballot again and again and again, you know, slightly different version, trying to get it to pass. And 
Uh, we'll see what happens this year with it. But Clearly, the money is by the owners of these dialysis clinics is to say, no, we don't want to unionize. We don't want the union come in and unionize yes. our employees. And on top of that, we feel like what we're providing is a safe and secure environment for our patients. Yeah. Right. That's so right. anyway. So interesting. Uh, let's jump to 31. This is the flavored tobacco. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, as a lot of people know, you know, tobacco generally comes in, you know, tobacco flavored, uh, but they have, you know, peach and uh, mint and all the different things that can come out. And with vaping, there's been concerns that, you know, kids are, these are either marketed to or consumed by kids is, is one concern. Others will say, no, that's not the issue. It, you know, consenting adults that are of they appropriate age, they, want, they right? should have it. Right. So I think it's interesting how California is, you know, a, um, a progressive Hey, we need to be inclusive. We need to, you know, put on these moral ideas or lead this and freedoms and acceptance. But then there's also things like this where it says, but not that one. We need to be against this one. You know, push away and you know, kind of limiting the freedom. And some people may see California as limiting freedom in all aspects. I'm not right. sure. Um, it's interesting that we're trying to bring in online sports betting, which mm -hmm. some people would say is a vice. But at the same time, we're limiting your ability to, to obtain flavored tobacco, which so they're picking others and would choosing say is what, what is right or wrong. I guess yeah, to, to some extent. And, yeah, I, I'm sure they can make cases of well, you know, this one has uh, sports gambling addiction. Tobacco is addictive with its kids. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I I don't smoke, and I don't see this as a, a big concern. I I would just think to ban it because I don't think it's needed. Right. I would have some concern that kids would right. see this as more of a Hey, that's a fun thing versus a this is an addictive thing. I mean, how you how do you pick and choose your morality? I mean, Prop One is made trying to make uh, abortion mm -hmm. a constitutional amendment. Right. I, I have a I have a really big problem with that one. But again, you know, my my personal response to that is that uh, whenever you try to legislate morality, you have mm -hmm. a problem. You yeah, have a problem because people are going to find their way to do whatever they want right. to do. In California, I think has has left that struggle are we more are we legislating morality they left that decades ago you know i think right. they said sure yeah we, we want to <laughs> we want our society look society to look like this and so we're going to legislate what we want and in the tobacco one it's interesting 38 million has come from kaiser or from yes and kaiser is one of those and then the, the no vote on this is philip morris and rj reynolds so they're they're the they're the providers, providers they, they are yeah. the manufacturers and, of these i think for a lot of folks it's hard to get behind what philip morris and rj reynolds whatever they're, they're saying <laughs> say yes i'll right. agree with them but but I also think there's an element of personal freedom, you know, that, that has to cut against this to say, you know, this shouldn't be sold to kids anyways, because there's right. already rules against that. Right. So I, it's interesting how that one will, will turn out. I'll probably vote no, just because I don't um, care about tobacco and don't yeah, think it's and useful. It's, it's kind of like me with the uh, the gambling. I don't gamble. I, I think it's a vice that we shouldn't have in our society. I, I don't play the lottery. You know, you hear about the lottery winners, but at the mm. end of the day, I'm going, I I think it's. I think a lot of people spend a lot of money that they shouldn't be spending. For yeah, that. it could be better used in other ways. But yeah, I mean, Seven Eleven offers a Slurpee for a dollar. So <laughs> I mean, you can buy a ticket, or you just get yourself a Slurpee. Yeah, I, I don't know which, yeah, how much joy I, you get out of either I one. I get it. I get it. So, so we can talk about all that. But anyway, <laughs> we can go off of that. Yeah, this. I mean, as everyone knows, uh, the election's coming up, and I. Similar to your comments, everyone should vote, whether you vote this yep, way or a different sure. way. I think it's a beautiful part of our country that you have the right to vote, and you should do it. Um, so get out and vote. And it, hopefully this is helpful to give some context to and these it, items. And if you miss any part of this episode, you can always go to our website, which is retirementunlimited.com or Tricord Advisors. And you can go to the section where it says the radio program, Retirement Unlimited, and look not only at this episode, but also in previous episodes. And again, if you'd like to do anything, you'd like us to talk about anything that we haven't talked about either in this or in previous episodes, uh, go to our link and uh, send us a question. We'd be more than happy to talk about it on the radio program. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. 
Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.